0: they are getting married.
1: The dresses. You
2: guys look so
1: beautiful. The surprises.
0: Spike brought a date? Yeah. Wait till you see her.
2: The gifts. Careful, it's uh, fragile. Squirmy.
1: For a match made in heaven. Sit down. I paid for all this, Squidly. This is going to be one hell of a wedding.
2: This is the happiest day of my whole life. In all-new Buffy. <laughs>
3: Welcome to Interfector Mortis, Killer of the Dead, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, this is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 6, Episode 16, Hell's Bells. We'll be talking about the plot and the character and also what director David Solomon and writer Rebecca Rand Kirchner think about the plot and the character. So spoilers bound for this episode. Every episode before it, after it, the comics and probably other shows and movies. Excellent. Microphones, check. We're rolling. Nothing on earth can stop this podcast now, except for maybe a creepy, creepy wife staring directly into your eyes. Something Xander will not have to worry about. Spoilers. Anyway. Okay. You got to stop. You (laughs) got to stop. You said you wanted me to look at you. That's what I'm doing. I think my exact words were we can look at each other, not you should stare at me the the creepiest way you possibly can. I'm not
0: being creepy.
3: That's just a normal Uh, face. I
0: don't think so. That's my thinking phase. Uh, I don't think so. I am considering the episode.
3: Oh, are you? While looking deeply into my eyes. Okay. (laughs) I don't believe you, but that's fine. All right. Welcome back. Hello. It's great to be here. My name is Callie. I'm here with my unsettling co-host, Asia. Say hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> and my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello.
1: Beat me, Pod. Like a zoo without table banners?
3: Oh, did you see how much they drank? Kinda. Mr. Harris threw up in my purse. This is the 16th episode of Season 7, Hell's Bells. Originally aired March 5th of the year 2002, Written, as mentioned, by Rebecca Rand Kirshner. This is five of eight for her. Last one was Tabula Rasa. Next one will be Help. Uh, Can't imagine what that episode is. I really have no idea what the season seven episodes are. Not even a little bit. Uh, Directed by David Solomon. 13 of 19 for him. Last one was Wrecked. And next will be Villains, uh, which is the penultimate episode of this season, I believe, right? No, no, no. Sorry. Villains, two to go, Grave. So third, third to last. Uh, Hey, what happened in this episode? Uh, Xander and Anya were supposed to get married, supposed to get married, but then they don't, which happens at the end. That's the beginning. They're going to get married. And at the end, they don't get married in between. The reason might be because someone purporting to be Xander from the future gives Xander's visions of what he thinks his future, uh, with Anya might be if they are to get married, which is pretty abusive, which kind of makes sense because Xander's had a really dark childhood that we never actually talk about, but more on that later, uh, and it scares him, it scares him a lot, it scares him enough to leave. Maybe there were some other things going on. I hope Stacia has some think- thoughts about it. We'll see. But that's it. He doesn't get married. And at the end of the episode, Xander goes to a sad motel, possibly the same one that Faith used to shack up in. I don't know. Can you shack up by yourself? I guess she shacks up with Xander. OK, the the motel, the sad motel. We know which one we're talking about. And uh, Anya is in a black void with the Hoffren, possibly about to re-become a vengeance demon. But we won't know that until next episode. She does. Sorry. Actually, you know right now she does. She definitely does. <laughs> OK, so some things. I'll try to save the best for last. <laughs> best being relative. Uh, did you know Spike's date? That character has a name. Her name is Tarantula. Rebecca Rand Kirschner auditioned, I guess, or asked to be uh, that person and was denied. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know why.
1: Um, Joss Whedon. Cause the... Joss Whedon's a dick and he probably was Cause... like, no, you're not allowed to.
3: I don't know how much control he had over the show at this point. That probably know. was a Marty Noxon call. Let's all blame Marty Noxon. <laughs> uh, the line that Willow says after the demon is slain by Xander with the column to the face says, is anyone else waiting for it to go poof? Does that sound familiar to any of you?
1: It, yes.
0: Isn't that from like a season three episode?
3: Absolutely. It is from The Wish. At the very beginning, like the cold open teaser portion of The Wish, they're all having a picnic because- uh, Buffy is still expelled from school, I think, at that point. Oh um, or she just got back. Well, either way, they're having a picnic, and Buffy uh, stabs a demon in the chest, and it just falls down to the ground because it's oh, not right. a vampire. And Below just says, is anyone else waiting for it to go poof? The exact same line. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think Rebecca might watch the show.
2: Actually, it's pretty dull, you know. It's bam,
0: boom, stick poof. Apparently yeah, she'll
3: never be on it. <laughs> yeah, too bad she'll never <laughs> star on it, <laughs> or guest star, or extra on the show at all. Uh, Bo- apparently, Amber Benson is a klutz, and during the scene where she's kind of chasing Anya down the hallway, while Anya's going like into the main room, I, I don't, I can't even really place it right now, even though I just watched it five times. Anyway, there's a it's point- It's
0: when Anya's like, I'm going to get married. I don't care if the minister doctor isn't there. Right,
3: the minotaur, that's right. And Amber- uh, Tara's trying to keep up with her. Apparently, Amber Benson stepped on the train of her dress no fewer than like four times mm. and like ripped the back of her dress off. So I was like that, I bet everyone was a little bit annoyed because mm. like you're stopping the take and everyone's going to have to redo the, the costume. And poor Emma Caulfield can't make it through the scene. Not fair. Way to go, Amber Benson.
0: I mean, no disrespect, of course. I'm sure you come from a long, proud line of geeks.
3: Kidding. I think we kind of mentioned a little bit last episode. Oh, yeah. I think it was the KO for Giles uh, that he's not invited to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty sad. Turns out there's a little deleted line of dialogue. Do
0: we know he wasn't invited or he just didn't come?
3: So it seems like he just didn't come because he was yeah. busy. Um, I usually don't read the deleted scenes, but I thought this one was pretty interesting just because, we yeah, where the fuck is Giles, man? It seems strange that he wouldn't be there. Uh, did I screenshot? Oh, yeah. So. It's supposed to take place right after we do the cold open where Buffy and her are like, oh, my God, the dresses. And then we kind of cut to uh, right before where Xander and Buffy are in the groom's area while she's putting on her logo, his bow tie. Mm-hmm. Willow is in the main area putting the veils on the stuffed animals, you know, like the heads. I don't know if you, any, if you guys noticed there was like yeah. veils on all yeah. of them. Um, apparently that's a joke about Marty Noxon. I guess she had a veil on a bull head at, or a moose head at her wedding for some reason. Anyway, so Willow's putting all those up and then her and Don are talking a little bit. And she Don says, I wish Giles was here. Oh, wait, yeah. Uh, Don says, I, th- I thought Xander and Anya couldn't afford flowers. Willow says, Giles sent them. Aren't they gorgeous? Yeah. I wish Giles was here. Me too. I'm sure he'd much rather be here than fighting a nasty demon. And then Dawn says, oh, Daemon, it's England. So they say Daemon. I don't, I can't confirm. And Willow says, Daemon, <laughs> too right. But Giles has got responsibility. So Anya and Xander have flowers and flowers and flowers. Oh, it's going to be so pretty. There you go. Mm. <laughs> Not the best. I think it's fine that they cut that.
2: <laughs>
3: <Yep>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little bit of explanation would have been nice. But I mean, come on. Now we're trying to say he's like fighting demons and stuff. Like I don't.
3: Yeah, know, that's man. a bit of a bridge I too far. Know. If we were going to follow up on it, maybe. But like. Why? Come on. There's demons here.
1: Flights are expensive. I can't come. I don't trust you guys to get married. Uh, I'll do it for the time you really get married. A ton of reasons to not yes. come. Yes. Yeah. Right? I mean, I just left.
3: Yeah. Or we could even just have saying, I wish Giles was here. Me too. The end.
1: Me too. Done. But no. no. Just mention him.
3: Uh, this episode was actually nominated for three Emmys one for outstanding hairstyling for a series, one for outstanding makeup, and one for outstanding. Uh, one for outstanding makeup, prosthetic, comma prosthetic, and one for outstanding makeup, oh. comma non-prosthetic. So zero for three, but at least they got nominated. That's nice. And then I have a rundown of Uncle Rory. Now, did you know, oh. Uncle Rory, mm. not the first time he's been mentioned on the show. This is the first I time did we know see him. That. Did you? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, excluding last episode, that's kind of a give gimme.
0: No, don't they talk about Uncle Rory at Thanksgiving or something earlier in a season? So many times. So
3: many times. So actually, there's six total times, including last episode, which again is kind of a gimme. But uh, starting all the way back in season one. Now, this one takes a little liberty because they don't say Uncle Rory. They just say Uncle. And as we've seen, Xander, I think, has a huge extended family. There's a fuck ton of people at that wedding. And none of them seem to be people from his job. So I got to assume they're all related to him. because There's no way he has friends. You know what I mean? Especially considering they're all older. But yeah, so the for the very first Uncle Rory mention is in season one, episode eight. I Robot, you Jane. There, oh. you know how that episode is about dumb computer stuff. Malcolm, <laughs> yeah, Malcolm, never forget Malcolm. Uh, he mentions that. Or they, they say that the signal's coming from a specific place, Calyx Research and Development, and Xander's like, oh yeah, I know that place. It's the second largest employer in Sunnydale. My uncle Rory, or say <laughs> he says my uncle worked there in a janitorial capacity, or like a floor sweeping capacity. And then again, season two, episode eight, The Dark Age, Station's favorite episode. They're talking about Giles being weird, because that's the whole thing of the episode, right?
2: Yep, yep, I knew this would happen. Nobody can be wound as straight and narrow as Giles without a dark side erupting.
3: My Uncle Rory was the stodgiest taxidermist you've ever met by day. By night, it was booze, whores, and fur flying. With our horse? He was alone. Give it time. Uh, the next one is in season three, episode 13, The Zeppo. We all know that, right? Because. Oh, yes. Uh, my, it's my thing that makes me cool, you know, that makes me unique. I'm car guy, guy with the car. Willow, how could you afford it? Uncle Rory is stacking up the DUIs, letting me rent this bad boy till he's mobile again. And that's why he gets to be car guy. Uncle Rory's is having a tough time. Hey, they're not baking any cake. Fear Itself, season four, episode four. Uh, Anya busts into Xander's house and he says, Anya, you really got to get this knocking thing down. How did you get in? And Anya says, your Uncle Rory let me in. Does he always smell like peppermint? And Xander says, the man likes his schnapps. What are you doing here? Well, that's the funny thing about me. I tend to hear the actual words people say and accept them at face value. That's stupid. I accept that. So, gone, we have uh, uh, the, let's see. Oh, yeah, we'll put, they're talking about the seating arrangements. Again, kind of a give me because we're talking about the wedding, less of like a random thing. But uh, we'll put the Hoffman at your parents' table and move your Uncle Rory to table five next to the bar. And there we go. And then we have last episode, obviously, when she's talking about the radio and hell, and, you know, I hate my family. I hate my uncle. I hate everyone. That's why I'm marrying you. Oh, now we can get back to this episode. Dear God. Was it worth it? I hope so. That's one of hers, right?
0: Hey, you're one of hers, right?
3: Sasha, how did you feel about this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's fun to
0: see the... um, I guess they're not Anya's family, but Anya's side that came for her wedding, like who she invited, because we don't ever see any of her demon past, really. Um, And uh, I don't
3: really (laughs) like this episode. (laughs) That's fair. You don't have to like this episode. I don't like this episode. Daniel, what do you think about this episode?
1: I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent. Yes, please. But I just want to get everything out that I can possibly get out before we begin. Um, I think this episode was fine. I think that it should have just been heavier. Um, Anya's vows were very devastating. It's like the denouement of fucking Xander's doubts that he's had since meeting Anya, if not season one, episode one. And you have Buffy doing charades and juggling. Like I just, (laughs) it's a classic Buffy shit where it does that stuff. And it's like, okay, that's fine because it's Buffy, but not in this episode, man. You, You guys can do serious. And I'm not saying Xander and Anya are like the greatest couple in the world and they deserve seriousness the way that we maybe could say fucking Angel and Buffy do. But like, come on. I think that this is a pretty serious thing, especially where Anya's going. Um, Xander could go to a very dark place too at the end of it. Like go dark. Um, but it gets even worse to me. Uh, old Xander should have been a real thing. Mm. Um, what's the guy's name? Stuart Burns. Is that what his oh, name shit. is? Stuart, Stuart something philanderer. philanderer. Burns. Stuart Burns philanderer. So, yeah. That's what it, bur- it's definitely Burns. But Stuart, I'm pretty sure it's Stuart. I'm going to call him Stuart because fuck him. <laughs> um, old Xander should have been a real thing. Uh, other timelines be damned. I can only assume they didn't do it because of timeline stuff. And maybe it's like we don't want to introduce that in the world. But for a show that has no lore, just swing for the fences. What are we yeah. doing? Um, we spend the entire time with Xander and Anya trying to pull them apart. And I think that they need to own Xander's inability to like either call it off sooner or never propose And I think old Xander was a great way to do that. It's fascinating because Xander at the end could claim magic malfeasance, right? Like either way, Stuart Burns, he's a fucking demon guy. Or old Xander, I don't want him, right? I I disagree with old Xander. Even though he's me, I disagree with him. That raises questions in my head. Again, I'm doing all of this before Stuart is introduced because I'm like, this is great. This is actually a great episode because old Xander's real in my Mm -hmm. mind. So I'm like, this raises questions about fate. Like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer likes this kind of stuff. Like, we know what his bigotry, the alcoholism, the rage, the obsession with Buffy leads to the bitterness and the anger towards Anya. And the question becomes, can he rise above this... Or has that timeline with old Xander sown seeds like fate into this timeline like it was always supposed to happen, right? Maybe there was no way out of this because old Xander was always going to come. And at the end, is he going to vanquish old Xander in the name of like marital bliss? Or is he going to find a new drinking buddy Mm. in old Xander's memory, right? And just become even more despondent in his anger and sadness. And I think that's a really interesting thing because he could still get married. You know, we could still just decide to do it and say, like, I don't believe it. And Anya, in the version of the show, would just go along with it, which I hate. And that brings me to point number two, which is I wish that Anya had a choice at the end. I wish that they reverse what they did with Xander and that we let her make the choice. Because, like, you could still have Xander there saying... Um, you know like um well i said xander logic yeah when he says there's no starting over which isn't true and he says if it's a mistake it's forever which isn't correct but instead you could have anya being the one walking away from xander because she realizes that three random visions was enough to take this man out mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. was seeing this wrong the entire time instead of it being fucking stuart, stuart burns, burns from, from chicagoland Sandra. It could have been Anya coming to terms with that. You can still have her heartbroken. You can still have her looking in the aisle, being crestfallen. You can still have De Hoffren show up like a badass in a black room. But it kind of lets Anya make a decision here, even though maybe she is going to decide to be a demon. And I'm not saying like agency is like necessary or vital, but I think with Anya, it's just. I think she needed that turn because she's just been blindly going into this. And I would love for her to realize like, wow, fuck Xander. He's never going to come around. Like it's never going to work. Yeah. And I wish she decided it. So that's my whole thing. And then obviously Stuart comes out of nowhere and I'm like, this sucks. This is classically awful. And fuck this show. And fuck this episode. (laughs) Because I cannot believe that they left all of this gold on the table. Yeah. For what? For what? For a random character? Like, because just even him being like, you're as vindictive as ever. Imagine Anya having to deal with that and knowing that that's what old Xander, even if that's not the real Xander, knowing that that person feels that way about mm-hmm. her. That's fucked up. And when she says, I didn't I didn't do anything. I was like, so sad. And then we he's like, I'm Chicago. Stuart Burns <laughs> from Chicago. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. God, it Stuart just, Burns. I, I cannot explain to you how infuriating it made me because like it was just it was so good until it wasn't
3: I think that's an accurate assessment and I agree completely with the way that it was handled it would have been much more interesting if it was future Xandra but I get like being mm. too scared to not scared but just like not wanting to deal with what that means writing wise um, Yeah, Um but you, you could have done it I mean you just explained a, a very easy, logical way to do it. And I, I do think, like, right up until they, he says, I'm Stuart Burns, like, it's so plausible that it's really him. Um, yeah. it, I mean, they even do that excellent psych out when Anya's like, Xander! Uh, and then, like, what did you say to him? You know, like, as if she maybe for a second realized it was him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, nope, just kidding. It's a dumb demon.
1: It was Stuart Burns. She was, Stuart she was recognizing Stuart Burns right. from
3: Chicagoland back right. in 1914. <laughs> right. Like, right, of course. Oh, of God. course. Um one moment please.
1: Yes, I know I hear the dogs going nuts. Yeah Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fixed <nuts> recorded forever <laughs> I was oh my god <laughs> <laughs> What Come is here. she doing? Come here Come here right now Come here I mean how much does it pick up on the recording? I don't know.
1: Oh, probably pretty, pretty good.
3: I mean, if
0: Daniel can hear it in our headphones, I'm sure the mics are picking it up.
3: I've made a huge mistake.
0: Yeah, you threw that door open really wide, and you're committed up. to not getting out of that chair.
2: So
3: committed. I got it. I did it. Oh, she's trapped oh, in her no! mouth. When
0: he made it, in! Did you mean she that? made it. In! Hi, baby. Oh, no! As the door was
3: closing, teach. we Indiana Jones. We did it. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> she was so casual about it too.
3: This is she how you get locked right in, in the garage. <laughs> this is this is the behavior that gets you locked in the garage. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, baby. Forgot about that. <laughs> dog, okay all right well i guess you can stay here for now Until but she's
0: s- not gonna be happy once we stop adoring her that's true oh look, already upset already yep mad. already
3: ruining everything okay yep you gotta go <laughs> just kidding okay get out get out <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i have she's to get back. a back <laughs> look how cute <laughs> she is a- oh fucking god all right oh my god she keeps surfacing <laughs> from under the table okay come on come on chachi let's go
1: my baby. Well, I love you. Of course, I suppose it doesn't really matter because I won't actually be in any of the pictures. You'll be in the pictures, Mom.
3: Momentum has been broken, so we could, we could go back to my dumb questions. but one of my questions was the Xander thing anyway, so let's just keep talking about that. So, Xander does say, we can't go back, we can't change this. So, I guess more pointedly, do you think that he's really just sh- shook by the visions? I mean, he kind of says... Uh, I, these are thoughts I've had for a while now. Um, don't you, do not you agree with Daniel, and I also feel this way, that he's uh, a coward for instead of making the choice to, I'm going to make sure that's not the future, whether it was fake or whether it was real. I'm still going to marry you because I do love you, and I'll do everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen. Or do you think it's valid to walk away? <laughs> um. <laughs> these long pauses are more uh Confusing when there's no Zoom, I imagine, because he was like, Are they gone? Are
0: they here?
1: Am oh, no. I alone? She's just keying it up. Right oh, yeah. Here.
0: Good. I'm, I just, I don't even know where to start with this because it's so infuriating. Start there. I mean, it's just, <laughs> Xander's stupid. <laughs> Great. I think what Anya said is accurate. Like, everyone has fears. It's like common for people to be like, Oh my God, am I making the right choice or whatever. And that's fine. It's fine to doubt. It's fine to have worries. It's fine to not be sure. You know, honestly, it would even be fine on some level that he backed out of the wedding at the last minute, except for all of his actions just point back to what, like, a little wiener he is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because it's not like, I've been worried about this this whole time. So he says, I've been worried about this this whole time. Well, why haven't you told her anything? Yeah. Why haven't you... Like you had should, a single
3: conversation. you should be
0: talking to her about these fears. This shouldn't be a new uh situation, and then he's like, well I don't wanna hurt you and I was just sitting there waiting for Anya to be like, "You're hurting me right now uh-huh. <sighs> and then uh, he does it like he's doing it for her and not because he's just a big, scaredy, wimpy boy um yeah. which how dare you? She's a grown woman, she can make choices for herself. And then, finally, you're not your parents. You don't have to be anything. You know it's a fake destiny. Even if it was a real destiny, I think you could make arguments that you could change it. So I don't really know why he swayed unless it's just it was, like, enough evidence. Not evidence, but, like... Confirmation, I think. That's something not you already even, thought. Not even confirmation, but just, like,
3: justification mm. for wanting to leave.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know? Like he was already on the fence, clearly. Yeah, and that was just enough to be like, "Oh, yep, I shouldn't do this. Yep, this
0: gave me a stomach ache, yep. and now I've forgotten that I was actually really happy to do this." Yeah,
3: a demon with a paperweight came in. I have second yeah. thoughts. But I, I think... mean, you
1: think that he would be—he would be, uh, you know, pushing against his family. I mean, he's seeing all of the bad, obviously reiterated in his visions. But you think he would push against it, like after all these years? But I mean, as his character is, he is just a coward. I mean, that's. He took the coward way out, for sure.
3: I have some empathy for Xander here. Maybe he doesn't deserve it, but I can definitely see, you know, being scared. This guy had a terrible fucking childhood that we don't ever really talk about. I mean, we get little bits here and there, and it's always laughed off, right? Like except Mm -hmm. for in restless, there's a real sense of dread because we're kind of in a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh my God, the guy at the top of the stairs that I think that was such an insight into what he felt in that house probably all the time. Mm -hmm. And like to live in that moment, like that guy on the top of the stairs where I'm going to punch your heart out or whatever the hell he says, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. um, to to live in that all the time. Like, I bet you are scared. And if you are that person who he is kind of, he's a coward. He's like a weak person sometimes, maybe all the time. Uh, I could see you being like, I don't think I will be strong enough to stop myself. I could see myself getting mad in a moment and doing something fucking stupid. I could see turning into my parents and I don't think I'm strong enough to not do this. And if there's even a chance that I won't be able to stop myself, I love you and I do not want that to happen. And because I can't be a better person, the best thing I can do is leave now. He chose the worst moment to do that. This does not negate everything you already said, which is we could have had this conversation literally any other time. We've like had multiple outs. She's given him multiple outs. Like, why aren't we Mm -hmm. telling people we're engaged yet? Why aren't we trying to get this going yet? Like any of those times you could have been like, actually I'm kind of scared. And maybe it was just a thing that glory was going to kill us all. And maybe a little bit of it played into that. And I didn't really think I'd have to go through with this. And now that I'm realizing that I'm going to have to go through with this, I kind of want to, pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, But I I, I think that while it's shitty, undeniably, that I can kind of understand where he was coming from. But uh, he's still a coward. He's still a big, big baby that should have done it different.
1: Definitely.
0: I guess I just feel like what changed from yesterday...
3: Probably nothing. I, th- I think No, that, but like- visions.
0: No, but what changed from yesterday? So you're getting married. So what? You were in a relationship with her yesterday. You don't need to be married to her to have a miserable relationship that's with true. her- yeah. Or to end up, you know, killing her with a frying pan. Like, what's the difference? The difference is like a legal commitment. Well, you can get divorced.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, well, just, I don't understand. Like, this is forever. We can't undo this. It's like he really-
1: Un- Untrue. Untrue. <laughs> yeah.
3: He, either he really built it up in his head or he was using that as yet got another cover- to like get out of it like i would totally stay with you but if we get married that means i can't ever break up with you and i'm gonna kill you <laughs> like that's a little <laughs> extreme
0: i mean it's just it frustrates me because on one hand i'm like clearly the r- relationship has issues because he has issues he's not talked to her about and he's clearly been wondering about this and it's been hinted at since he proposed to her or maybe even before that i mean even to the beginning of their relationship he didn't even really like her mm. um yeah Which is stuff you should have talked to her about, so there's definitely issues. But on the other hand, it's, like, looking at your relationship, like, is this a toxic relationship in this moment? No, it's not. Why are you afraid of what's going to happen in 20 years? Like, you can't predict that. It would be, like Daniel said, better if it had been, like, real future Xander or something, some other dimension Xander, I don't know. Um to give it like a sense of like this is actually a possibility as opposed to this right. these are just fake visions because it felt so out of control and like so so much of a caricature oh, yeah. of what like a bad oh, trashy sure. yeah. trailer park marriage would be or whatever that it's like hard to imagine that it would actually be that
1: but you weren't touching me
2: what did you expect me to do you wouldn't come near me after Buffy don't bring her into this Fine, forget her. Maybe you were just born to be a bitter, angry old man. Shut up. No! I want my life back! If I hadn't married you, I wouldn't have had to hate myself for the last 30 years! Shut up!
3: Yeah, and that should have been a red flag. I think it was so over the top. I mean, I have a lot of problems with this episode because there's a a big dissonance feeling going on. Like everything happening is like they're just diametrically opposed ideas like the music in some scenes where it should be really serious like when f- Xander's yeah. family is being disgusting mm-hmm. and abusive it's like da, 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 like goofy mm-hmm. buffy music like inappropriate the uh they actually said this in the d- their director's commentary or um The script called for rain because, you know, drama, and it was like the sunniest day in California ever, so it's all fake rain. So every time you see outside, it's bright AF, but it's raining, which is always, like, that does happen occasionally Mm -hmm. in real life, but it's always an eerie feeling, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. it should not be bright outside. This is fucked up. Uh, There's just, like, other little moments where it just feels wrong, like how campy it is. Like... These people are just trying to kill each other out of yeah. nowhere. The entire wedding party is just, like, going nuts. And it's just, like, then we all cheer when Xander murders a person. It's yeah. just, like,
1: dude, so dude, fuckers. It's, it, is a, it is a fucking race war that <laughs> happens at after. Yeah. Like, I could not. And then they literally, and I do want to yell about this later, they fucking kill Stuart Burns. Yes. <laughs> they just fucking kill him. And it just undoes everything literally everything about this show it is so funny to me that they kill him and they just stand around it and make a joke of it it's unbelievable
0: this what i'm what i'm realizing while we're talking is like this episode is really asking the audience to do a lot of work to suspend a lot of yeah. disbelief oh, yeah. like because i kept being like why wouldn't you have two separate weddings clearly this is like an oil and water situation you should not have the Harrises with the circus people yeah and then to force have us a day to do the that ceremony come on yeah and then to force us to do that and come up with this whole stupid circus cover and then um you know they really laid it on thick with his family and i know we do have history that kelly pointed out that you know his family is abusive but they laid it on really thick in this episode that like they're not just abusive they're like all out now out, 9 a.m drunks that just don't care
3: and it's still played in a comical way like yeah. like david mentioned that we could have been so much darker and probably should have it was handled poorly if you're gonna say that this family is like this we shouldn't be having goofy music and having ah what a little lech, uncle rory is and ah we barfed yeah. in buffy's bag this guy is seconds for beating his Bar- wife in public yeah. yeah this is not funny <laughs>
1: I would also say that, like the mom is, is probably the most underwritten of all of those characters, and is probably the one person that I wish that we had fleshed out more because that might be the only way that you can justify Xander's feelings, even to just empathize with what he would imagine Anya being a part of. Like, yeah. even if that's what he's going for, like, I don't want Anya to become my mom. That is powerful enough. That's mm-hmm. a good enough reason. That's a great way to start a conversation. But like the mom doesn't that's... get any, like the mom's just going home with him. Like it's fucking dark. It's really dark.
0: Um, That's a, actually a really good, <laughs> I wish they had done that that's a really good feel f- yeah. fear for Xander to have that like it's not that he's going to become his parents but that Anya is going to become his parents because Anya you know is kind of like rough around the edges and you know sort of exudes her feelings like she doesn't have a filter and if you had a mom that was like a similar type to that because we don't really know his mom at all mm. it would be a lot easier to be like I can see why he's worried because he sees this talks toxic relationship his mom and dad have and to think like oh my gosh Anya could be my mom as opposed to what they tried to do which is I'm gonna become my dad right. because in the visions you see him being well he's got a drinking problem he's lazy doesn't have a job and he's abusive and he's angry and it's like we don't see any of this up to that point we don't see him have sort of like uh you know a desire to drink like we never really see any of them drinking we don't see him being you know physically violent at all like those are all things that they had to shoehorn in to try to pretend like those are fears that Xander has well not actually being anything he struggles with but for him to look at Anya and say you know what you don't have a family you don't know how to be in a family your circus family is being a problem and sort of pick at it that way because he's always been like, you're not human enough. Right. And so if you pulled those threads, that would have been much more compelling than to try to be like, Xander's going to become an uh, alcoholic abusive father
1: Bigot, well, yeah yeah. He hates his kid, you know, because they're different. Yeah.
3: Exactly. You could have even done something cool where Anya says a line that his mom said mm. early in the episode without knowing. Like, she didn't hear yeah. it, but then she says it, and he's like, and oh, oh repeat, Jesus Christ.
0: Repeats it. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, show, you could have done some good stuff. Oh, but the dissonance thing, with when he's in the future, you know, especially that last scene where they theoretically the oldest, like, because Anya's yeah. clearly the oldest because of the makeup— um, the kitchen is so 50s. Like, everything about it is so surreal and out of time. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that he would think for a second they were real visions, but, I mean... It's unclear whether or not he believed it, because in the end, he's like, it doesn't matter if they were. I've just decided that they are, kind of. But it's just like, I, I. you would hope that something would ground him and, like, shake him out of it. And you, I think you're right, too, that they are absolutely expect the audience to do a bunch of heavy lifting. Because I think we're supposed to assume, because of the one line where he's like, Buffy's dead, clearly. Mm-hmm. And Xander couldn't save her. Mm-hmm. And therefore all of this happened. Mm -hmm. And and even that, that has nothing to do with Anya. That Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with Anya. And you're trying to say that you're going to just like, fucking, blame Buffy. Move away. Stop being friends with her. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I
1: went the, I went the darker route where I i mean, when I was seeing all the Buffy things in there, it makes me I mean, again, I don't know how this orb works and why it's getting all of Xander's fucking thoughts. I mean, if it was a future, it would just feel a lot better because then we're actually like working with something real mm-hmm. instead of one of his fears. Right. We know that he's afraid of being an alcoholic. He's afraid of becoming a bigot. He's afraid of, you know, his wife cheating on him. And um, and the big one is Buffy. Buffy is kind of the through th- throughout all of it. Mm-hmm. And for me. They've always had that weird relationship. And as much as they're friends, I think that there is something to say of Buffy being alive and inaccessible, sure, but she is quote-unquote always there to potentially fall in love with Xander. Right, yeah, yeah. But if she is gone and truly dead, then that great love that he might still harbor for her, he'll never really have. And that might be the catalyst... That maybe he does fear deep down, or the orb showed him, or whatever the fuck, where he just is so in love with Buffy, that he can't. Her being there, it's great. He loves her. He's friend. Whatever, but never being able to sleep with her, never being able to touch her, hold her, whatever, is probably just too much of a thing for him to handle. And then what he takes it out on Anya. I mean, it's a wild thing to even put into a show. But like,
3: no, I think that's pretty. That could be true. I bet he does think that somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe even not consciously but maybe consciously too clearly he's hiding stuff from her
0: yeah well I think you could have also played that up in this episode well cause one one thing that I found myself thinking when we have this like groom's moment where she's trying to tie his tie mm-hmm. and she's saying you look great I'm so happy for you to be married you're like my shining beacon of happiness that I'm looking forward to I kept thinking about like the very first season when she's like drunk off of cheerleader magic or whatever like oh, yeah. she in the witch <laughs> yes, right yeah She's, like, losing her mind. Macho, macho man. Yeah. And she's, like, slapping him in the face saying, like, you're my best brother, friend. I love you so much. And, you know, he's got, like, a painful crush on her. And, like, you know, from, like, the very first moment he's seen her, he's always been into Buffy. And for her to be, like, you know, reestablishing this, like, you're, like, a brother to me. And I wish I could have what you have. But but not with with you. you, (laughs) Never with you. to, like, sort of, like, for Xander to be, like, but, you know. What if?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, we even make that joke, right? That joke that's probably not a joke where he's like, you want to you wanna yeah, do it? Yeah, we still got 15 yeah. minutes.
0: <laughs> I know. But, like, if, I don't know, you could have pushed that a little harder, and I think that would have made more sense, too. Because even in the musical episode, you get that line from Anya um, when they had their song and dance where it was, like, she says something like, oh, it's always when about Buffy. He get
3: roughy, just hides behind his Buffy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad they don't do that because, God, would I hate for, like, him to be holding a torch. Obviously, throughout the whole show would be exhausting. It was enough in the earlier seasons. But mm-hmm. I, I'm i sure it, it could very easily be part of his character and part of his decision making. But I
0: think if you were going to go that route, you couldn't keep him on the show. Yeah. He'd have to go. Yeah, for sure. This would be the end of his character. Because
3: I would hope that they would never actually put them together. And even no. in the comics, she, like... She she goes to Xander and is like, maybe I messed up. Maybe we should have tried this. And he's like, no no no. <laughs> <laughs> I know why you're saying that. You're just really sad. Please no. <laughs> so, well, that was my first was like good.
1: moment of that was my first moment of dissonance too with this episode where I started to get worried because when he was like talking about Buffy and in old Xander's world, Buffy died fifty. It would be fifty plus years ago at this point because he's an old man when he's still talking about Buffy, and I was mm-hmm. like. If this is old Xander, you've got to imagine that he would lose his fucking mind to be able to see in her prime... Sarah Michelle Gellar again. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if he was really that
3: from the future. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, your, your fucking best friend died 50 years ago and now she's right here in the flesh. Like, and that the fact that he's just milling about and not even looking for Buffy. Obvious red flag that it's Stuart sure. Burns, Flander. <laughs> but like, I just, um, yeah, I was just hoping that he didn't see her or something. I don't know. I just...
2: What did he say to you? What did you say to him?
1: It really doesn't matter now, does it? It's done.
2: What's done? Did you if you've said something to make him leave you what haven't changed a bit still as vindictive as ever do i know you you don't recognize me anya i'm not the man i used to be i know
3: this episode could have been really good, but I'm gonna land Could've on been really good. it wasn't. Uh, all the extras yeah. really felt like Halloween Town to me. That could have been a yelling, but I was it really <laughs> just like, like it was Town. really really bad. Uh, that was part of the dissonance. It was like the pumpkin head guy walking around. I saw, like... I saw all of it. Every time I oh god, I can't. I'll have to get into it later because I wrote a whole thing about it. But Jesus Christ. Um, so how do you think the demon Stuart Burns from Chicago, uh, mm, Philander. How did he know what buttons to push on Xander? Or was this it. all of a MacGuffin? Like it was, he just did yeah. that because he knew because magic let him know it? Or, say, do you think that he had some intel? Or did... He did what? How did he know what to show Xander to freak him out? Or was it just that Xander was so easy to push over that it almost didn't matter?
0: I don't know if maybe it was just like
3: the spell was like show him his fears. Okay, and yeah, that and that's why enough, I think it maybe it's you know? just MacGuffin. It probably wasn't any deeper. Right, than the that. orb yeah. is
1: it? The orb just showed him. That's what he implied. He was like, this thing just showed him uh, what he feared, okay, and, and gotcha. he even said it was boilerplate. It's just we probably show the same stuff to okay. everyone, you know, but we just get the very specific. Things which I'm like, okay, well, then what is this MacGuffin? Because getting the Buffy thing, like that's one. It's one thing to be like, oh, my wife's gonna cheat on me and I'm gonna have a drinking problem, but it's another to be like, this person I'm in love with dies and she's a superhero. Like that's not very specific. So, yeah. you know, for everybody. <laughs> right, so, right. like, how do we know that? But it is because, yeah, when he popped it out, I was like trying to remember what the Orb of Tesla was, right? And I was like, oh fuck, passion. What are we doing? Oh yeah, here? that's the thing that traps. And uh, then it's angel
3: soul. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then it's uh, nothing. Didn't matter. Just nope. another orb. Fuck it.
3: I mean, even the, the the writer and director themselves, while they were in the uh, commentary, were like, oh yeah, it's just a paperweight. It's just, a, just cool. a glowing paperweight that does stuff. So I should have known from that. But for some reason, even watching this multiple times, I was like, how did he do it? The answer is it's magic. It's always magic. Drugs is magic. Paperweights are magic. Magic is magic. It's all magic. God, come on. Plot devices are magic. Uh, so the only other thing I have a question about, and this might be more appropriate for next episode, but I'm asking it now. Anya is going to be a vengeance demon again um why do you think she agrees do you think that it's just stacia i'm gonna i'm gonna have to be clearer because i'm looking at you but i would start with you anyway so It's true. <laughs> um, do you think that it's just because she's vulnerable and dehoffrin's almost preying on that because he wants her back? Or that she has been harboring feelings of like wanting, like longing to be a demon again. And this is just an opportunity to do it. Because if you'll remember, at the end, or rather the very, very beginning scene of Gangland, it opens with her in dehoffrin It's the first time we ever see DeHoffren. And she's like, give me my powers back. And he's like, no, here, actually, let me read it exactly because it makes no sense. And we never get more information than this but D'Hoffrin says don't ask again your powers were a gift from the lower beings and you have proved unworthy of them. Anya says I was robbed of them and he says by your carelessness uh, for a thousand real- years I wielded the power of the wish I brought ruin upon the heads of unfaithful men offered destruction and chaos. Yeah yeah yeah. De says this is no concern of ours you will live out your mortal life and die and Anya says come on give me another chance and he says your time has passed so mm-hmm. one do you think Anya has been wanting to do this this whole time two why now three why D'Hoffrin agrees now.
0: hmm I have answers for all of those. Excellent.
2: It's time you got back to what you do best. Don't you think?
0: Um, One, did Anya want to be a vengeance demon the whole time? Obviously in the beginning, but I don't think she wanted to. By now?
3: Yeah, yeah. at this point. She'd kind of given in.
0: If this morning of the wedding when you woke up and you said, do you want to be a vengeance demon again, if de Hoffman would let you, I think she would have said no. Gotcha. Uh, I think the reason why... One, she chooses to become a vengeance demon again, and three, I don't know. Numbers <laughs> are falling <laughs> apart.
3: The reason A Example C I think
0: the reason why she chooses to become a Vengeance demon and the reason why she's allowed to become a Vengeance Demon are the exact same reason, which is and this is what we seem to have seen from Willow is that you seem to have, like, a deep need for vengeance. yeah. Oh, and for Anya, it was gone. Like, she needed vengeance on that troll guy from, like, a million years ago. That's why be- she became a vengeance demon. At least I think that's
3: what's implied. Right. Out in Olaf. Yes. Olaf. Yeah.
0: Yes. And with uh, Willow, you know, she's got this, like, horrible keening feeling after Oz leaves. And she just wants to destroy stuff. And I'm sure the moment that Xander dumped her that she was just like, this is what... All men do like the feelings just come rushing right back. She's immediately betrayed again. And it's like that's what like sort of locks into place that she can be a vengeance demon again because the thing that happened that unlocks a vengeance demon happened to her
2: again.
0: (laughs) And then she's just like, fuck this. Basically, to sum up my thoughts. Uh, It seems like Xander's really lucky that Vengeance Demons can't exact Vengeance unless they get a wish because Xander wouldn't be having a real bad night.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great point. Uh, Daniel, do you have anything to to add or do you have a differing opinion?
1: Yeah, no, no, I think that's right. I mean, I think that it's more that when it's your job, you probably start to lose why you're doing it and you probably, you know, like Spike has brought up and Anya brought up too. It's just, you kind of float through, you punch the time card and you do your vengeance mm-hmm. and you go home at the end yeah. of the day. And I think that, that might have been an element, too, where it's like, you're getting careless, you're starting to empathize, you're maybe becoming more human, so fuck it, we're taking away your powers, you're going to live out the rest of your life, you know, whatever the reason was. But I'm sure after that happened and she's standing there heartbroken in the aisle, I'm sure De Hoffman was like, ooh, what's that tingle? Oh, shit. That's on you. Oh. The girl's oh got it back, baby. She's back. Uh, so She's back. And I think that's probably it, where it's just like, you don't have the spark anymore and maybe... Maybe De DeHoffrin is like, you know, the, the highest being of this type of thing. He's almost like the, the Jedi master, if you will. So he can just kind of like feel it all the time or he knows mm-hmm. how to tap into it. But I'm sure for the most part, people are just like, hey, I'm in it. And then I do it for a thousand years. And then I'm going to go, you know, open a shop somewhere because I, I can't keep doing the same thing over and over. But now it's like, oh, she's got a new purpose and she's one of the best. So let's bring her back in and get her fucking with people again let's do yeah, it
3: yeah i guess i that didn't dawn on me at all because i she was so sad like mm-hmm. i didn't think about that of course she's fucking furious too mm-hmm. uh, but you know like we the time between her um you know the, the last scene we see her at in the aisle at the wedding and then in, in the black void we don't know how much time has passed and she just you know says i'm sick of crying so it could have been like she went through all that like rage and all that shit by herself clearly she did and i guess well she
0: was in her wedding dress though
3: yeah, I mean, I don't think it's been weeks, but I mean, like, it, it wasn't, like, the next second. It's not like she walked out right. of the room and DeHoffer was like, black boy time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I, that's that totally makes sense, that she just, what, that feeling, that rage, that power, It had. it's like, it doesn't matter that she was a de- Vengeance Demon before. This mm-hmm. would have happened to anybody. If anybody reached that level yeah, mm-hmm. and they were keyed into that thing that Hoffra mm-hmm. and his little, you know, Vengeance Demon oh, yeah. grinder that was like, oh, shit, one meter. There's someone right there. Oh, mm-hmm. it's Anya. Yeah, that makes sense. I had seen what love could do to people, and it was hurt and sadness. Alone was better.
2: And then suddenly there was you. And you knew me. You saw me. And it was this thing. You made me feel safe and warm. So I get it now. I finally get
3: love, Xander. I really do. Okay, reset. It's time to remind everyone that we're a real podcast, and you can find us everywhere at Beat Me Pod. That's Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We have a website. It's BeatMePod.wordpress.com, and that has notes about our show that we do here, including any references and little clips we play in here. If you want to know what they are, hey, they'll probably be on that. Uh, We also have a Spotify playlist. Hey, what's the playlist called? Stasia, what's it called?
0: Beat Me Time playlist for podcast fans season six. So close. Fun time. Oh, (laughs)
3: I forgot. Beat Me time. Beat Me fun time Playlist. Fun time playlist for Beat Me fans. (laughs) Season six. And that contains all the music that's used in these episodes, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, as well as any songs that we play during our show, If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me, that are available on Spotify. And if you don't know what the playlist is because we did a poor job saying it, our powers combined could not get it right, there's a link to it at our website, beatmepod.wordpress.com. Moving on.
1: I just spit all of my water. So oh
3: my God. It took both of us to fail.
0: <laughs> I don't even remember what the first one I said was.
3: <laughs> I think you said beat me twice maybe. I, think uh, I said beat me time <laughs> playlist for podcast fans. <laughs> no,
1: for beat me fans. For beat me fans. <laughs> Excellent.
3: All right. Well, let us oh yell about some stuff. We've already done some pretty good yelling, but let's do it in a more orderly fashion where I start with you, Station.
0: Um, I don't really have that many things to yell, okay. I guess, but uh the funniest line in the entire episode, and I don't know if you guys will agree with me, but it is when Xander's aunt said, We're Episcopalians. <laughs> That's
3: right. Yeah. I don't know why but that really got me. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it's a wedding, honey, we're all bored.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was honestly iconic. There was one moment where I was like, I'd watch a TV show about her. <laughs> Cousin
3: Carol, I think, yeah. Yeah.
0: For the win. You
3: think
1: the children should be raised in
3: ignorance of our ways? No, no. The
1: Harrises are very broad-minded. We're Episcopalians, so. Yeah, I mean, I love the expositional dump at the beginning where we just kind of like meet out all the people and what we're doing, um, which I thought was pretty a good way to do it. It's a very confusing, wedding, obviously with everybody uh, being crazy. But yeah, I mean, we meet Dad, super bigot. I mean. Mm-hmm. What a crazy introduction for him, where he's like, that's one of hers, right? Yeah. And we hear about him and I'm like, what, a cock- hit him with a cocktail wiener mm-hmm. and then insults Kevin t- Kevin's heritage. Like, poor Kevin. I know. He's just trying to live his life. Um, yeah, the misogynist, I mean, Rory is, like, just awful, awful. <laughs> what worst. an awful person. Uh, and I'm glad that they, like, kept the taxidermy thing. That was pretty good. But mm-hmm. he, like, kidnaps waitresses and, like, <laughs> sit pretty and laugh when I tell you a joke. Like, world-class misogynist. Uh, really good stuff. So good. And Aunt Carol is, like, something else. And she's kind of she's kind of great. But, yeah, what a weird introduction to all these people that we're just never going to see again. Nope. And was it worth it? I don't know.
3: Yeah, that's debatable. Uh, quickly, things that suck in high definition. Fake future Xander has blue eyes instead of brown eyes. Anya's aged up prosthetics don't look so hot. Sarah Michelle Gellar's fake hair is very fake. The background demons, oh my God, as mentioned before, they are just terrible. They're just rubber masks. And look, I get it. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of them in this scene. And it takes a long time to put on prosthetics, especially for people who aren't going to have any speaking lines. So shove a rubber mask on them. But dear God, it's bad in standard definition. It is worse in high definition. Uh, And Anya's glycerin tears at the end of the aisle, clearly like she wasn't actively crying, but they had to make, like how many times do they have to shoot that, mm-hmm. right? So they just like put what the glycerin, or that was like the classic thing that they used to do mm-hmm. on her eye, and it's very, very fake in HD. It looks like someone spit on her face. Uh, Station. It does. <laughs> Ew. Uh,
0: when they first introduce old Xander or whatever, when the old man walks up, I knew it was supposed to be old Xander, and I was immediately thinking, God, this guy is so unbelievable. And at the s- same time that I'm thinking that,
3: he goes, "You have to believe me," <laughs> and
0: I just wanted to die.
3: Yeah, I think that was really poor casting, and I was surprised because David Solomon really, really liked uh, all the other cast, and I think they were all kind of miscast. I think the guy playing Xander's dad, part of that dissonance feeling, mm-hmm. he was way too affable and way too like like mm-hmm. a, I'm just, you know, I'm just one of those guys that razzes you, not a guy that will beat the shit out of you because I drink all the time. Like
0: Yeah, well, that was clearly the vibe they were going
3: for. I, but they failed. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they didn't understand his character well enough. They didn't make him menacing.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. They didn't want him to be menacing. I know, but it was Bad.
2: Spike's here and he brought a total skank. Uh a skank. A manic panic freak who he's like totally macking with right in the middle of the room.
0: I saw him shove his tongue. Spike brought a date. Yeah. Wait till you see
1: her. We didn't talk really about Spike at all, bringing a bring in a oh, date. Sure, yeah. uh, I was blown Spike. away last week when he told me that uh Buffy and them Buffy and Spike are never getting back together. So I was like I watched <laughs> Wait, this what? episode before. Never, we did never, that, never, so I was like, never. Oh, they're just gonna get him back together. Um I love Dawn though, and this one just being like she's uh, describing the girl—a total skank, a manic, a manic panic freak—who he's like totally macking on right in the middle of the room. <laughs> Wait till you see her.
3: Apparently, and then I do
1: like Buffy and Spike with the uh, it hurts. Like that was a nice conversation mm-hmm. as well. I. I did appreciate that for what it's worth. So.
3: I thought that that was one of the shining moments like that. That and uh, the very last scene with the Hoffman were my favorite moments of the the episode for sure. Uh, that scene, the Spike and Buffy scene, was actually written by Joss Whedon. And apparently mm. um, Rebecca Van you know, she wrote that line, the Manic Panic thing. Uh, Joss Whedon didn't know. Marty Noxon didn't know. David Solomon in the moment while they were t- like watching the episode for the commentary did not know what Manic Panic was. And she apparently had to explain it to everybody on the set. Daniel, do you know what Manic Panic is?
1: I mean, I don't think so. Manic Dream Pixie Girl? I don't know.
3: No, now, Manic know. Panic is a brand of hair dye specifically with really oh, bold God, colors. That was, I don't know if it was like one of the first really popular ones. It's definitely the first I one that it I was ever the used. the only one. That for you a could long get like time. crazy colors that actually yeah. stayed in your hair. Um, but I definitely used Manic Panic mm. back in the day. Yeah. So Rude. that's what that Rude is. from
1: Dawn.
0: Yeah. If you see anyone with like purple hair or green hair, chances are it's Manic Panic.
3: It, and it also is like, I'm sure there's much better higher end stuff now, but I'm sure Manic, a tub of Manic Panic is still probably pretty cheap. Yeah, it's like 15 bucks. Yeah.
2: You glow. That's because the dress is radioactive.
3: (laughs) So, Stacia, the eye mask Anya's wearing, what is that for? Uh, Well, you would put it in the freezer. So it's like a cold pack? So
0: it's cooling, so it should reduce any swelling um, around your eyes.
3: Okay, yeah. So like if
0: you're looking tired, it should make you look more rejuvenated.
3: Apparently, uh, Rebecca Rand Kirshner got married right before, like a couple of months before oh this episode, oh. uh, and she wore a mask similar to that because Davis Halman's like, why? <laughs> and I was also like, why? She's like, oh, I wore one of those right before I, you know, got married too. And I was like, why? Um, also, the dress. Uh, so I've seen those little balls. I guess they're like buttons on the back that go all the way up the back yeah, of her dress. They're buttons. They're buttons. I've only ever seen them on outfits, I guess, that are cheap and they're decorative, but they're like- And there's like a zipper behind yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah. they're real. It seems to be real. Yeah. That or, is, or Tara is really struggling today.
0: Uh, I think they're <laughs> supposed to be real. I think in a lot of wedding dresses, and I might be wrong because, you know, I have never worn a wedding dress, Um Hey, that's not true. I've never worn a fancy meant to be worn at a wedding wedding dress. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think that there's a zipper, but then they also get buttoned because there's okay. a lot of like um, shaping that goes into like the bodice of a wedding dress sure. uh, to make sure that your form is looking the best that I it mean, can look. That thing look tight. Yeah, it'll have like boning yeah, oh, in yeah. it and and padding and stuff probably. Uh, so it'll probably get zipped up for security and then buttoned.
3: Okay. But, yeah, I was I was kind of shocked when I saw the loops going over it. I was like, God damn, that's that like 20 buttons in a row. Yeah. That's real. Yeah.
0: Holy shit. Those things aren't easy to get in or out of. Well, that it makes me like feel- It takes, like, a whole team. That's why they get their own room.
3: Okay. That makes <laughs> me feel so much better about Tara. I mean, I was just going to chalk it up to classic Tara. I'm pretty sure is,
0: like, a three-person operation, too. Dear God.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that. What else do you have on your list there? Uh, okay. One
0: of the other lens that I thought uh, was funny- is when I think it was Xander's dad is drunk and ranting about how great his family is and how much the circus people suck or whatever. And he he called Anya. Anya Circus people, uh, he was like their family shrub because <laughs> it would oh, be a
3: tree so uh, stunted It's not I even I didn't even a catch tree. that. That's amazing. <laughs> the family shrub. I didn't either. Oh, Mr. Harris. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so biting. There were a couple of like really good little like shitty lines that they threw back and forth at each other, but that was my favorite one. <laughs> well, even him doing that little gesture where he like wagged his fingers through his chin at the guy. <laughs> That's pretty good. You called him, like, squiddy or something? Oh, that was a Jane Espenson line. The Inky the Squid Boy or whatever? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, Jane Espenson, thank you. Also, we have Jane Espenson to thank for the sex poodle line. I guess she mm. was calling herself a sex poodle in the writer's room shortly before this oh, was written. Sure. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, there so was a no, totally normal thing no to say in a
2: professional <laughs> space. <laughs> oh, man. I don't right. know that uh, there
0: is any context that makes that less weird. I don't know either. Um, I'm not sure you should
1: say sex poodle in your vows huh yes uh xander's fridge and the whiteboard deserve uh their own podcast (laughs) uh there is a there is a screenshot that looks like something i would take from season four uh just a random weird kind of like out of focus screen cap on the board
3: somewhere or on the fridge
1: no, just like a shot from the show, like nice. something that happened in the show. Right, right, right. And it's just like, I don't know photo. why it's on there. No idea. There is uh, some set photos of stairs, two of them, uh, like two different angles of some stairs just mm. leading to nowhere. Um, <laughs> someone's cat. We never see a cat. There's a someone's cat. Is uh, There's a picture of that. There is a torn out advertisement for Game Boy Color. So Excellent. I don't know who wants the Game Boy Color. There is a flyer for the band Meat Beat Manifesto, who are real. Uh, oh, they yeah. formed in 1987. And the, yeah, you probably know them because they're in influence for Nine Inch Nails, Chemical Brothers, the, the prodigy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of the fridge, there is a sticker, question mark, I don't know, uh, for the band Lotion, uh, oh, yep. who has been on Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the episode Phases from season three, I believe. I think there's um,
3: multiple times where there's a, a sticker on a locker, a lotion sticker on a locker
1: see yeah and then so amazingly i looked into it because i'm like this isn't real what is lotion and um obviously they're on the show so i probably should have remembered that from four years ago uh but it had the liner notes written uh for the 1996 record by the writer thomas pynchon who wrote Gra- gravity's rainbow and mm-hmm. like has never been seen outside in like 25 years so like how oh. did this happen why is he writing the liner notes for a band called lotion it doesn't make any sense <laughs> there is a picture of willow and tara Which is very sweet, but there's no pictures of Buffy. So that's very uh, obvious, I guess, because Xander would probably load up pictures of Buffy and then Anya would take them all down. So Um, there was an old photo of, I presume, one of Xander's relatives from back in like the 1950s. They're like kids going to school. It's a black and white photo. Hmm. Don't know anything. Could be his mom, could be his dad. I don't think it's Anya's parents, so it's got to be maybe (laughs) their parents. I don't know. (laughs) And then when we turned to the whiteboard, the whiteboard is pretty unreadable. I'm sure that some sleuths could get on it, but I was not able to really see much. However, I did go deep on behind Uncle Rory when he moved out of the way. There is a picture, and I was like, that's, that's fucking Debbie Harry, right? And then she eventually moves, he moves, and it's Blondie, and it says Blondie. Like blasts or whatever. And I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. So I'm looking at the font and I'm like, that's Interview Magazine. Looked up Interview Magazine. Debbie Harry was on the cover in 1979, but it's not the same cover as that. Turns oh. out that thing on the back is from January 1999's edition that has the actress Sa- Saffron Burroughs on the cover. And this, I guess, Blondie is back is what the the article is so he must be a Blondie fan somebody on set is a Blondie fan and 1999 you know that's probably when they were roughly um, playing with the set right so yeah, yeah. it probably was on there from around that time so yeah anyways like there's a lot of crazy stuff there so I'm sure there's more I missed um, that if you really got really deep there's a lot of writing on the whiteboard that i cannot tell
3: so much yeah i i didn't think about it until we were watching it again but in standard definition so the the three things i did catch and the reason why i even started paying attention in the first place because it's very much just like behind them just to be there
2: yeah
3: uh there's a dead kennedy's logo someone had drawn in the the corner and i was like oh what the hell what's going on with this whiteboard and then station noticed that it said uh burn in hell i think is is what Mm -hmm. it said there's like a cross and then one of them says don't forget to surf and I was like, what the shit? And then there is, sure enough, a surfboard behind Uncle Rory at some point. And I think you've mentioned on the show that Xander had a surfboard in his house. When does Xander surf? Yeah, <laughs> or, they're right by a beach. I mean, they are, as we know from fucking swim team, uh, whatever, Go fish. That's but,
1: right, go And also, fish, that right? very sexist
3: of me. Why can't Anya surf? Maybe Anya's the surfer, <laughs> you know? Who knows? That's
2: true.
3: God. Anyway, so. thank you for that. But yeah, that whiteboard was a mess. Yeah. There was so much chaos going on there.
1: And one of them's call Buffy. Like, when would you not call Buffy? Like, why do you need to remind yourself <laughs> to call Buffy? Like, What are we doing?
3: Is this the day we don't call Buffy? Oh, no, we do call Buffy. It's on the board. Great, great. Oh, just a quick note about the DVD commentary. The Their commentary was sparse. They kind of did that thing that some of the writers and directors do where they just start watching the episode and they get sucked into it, which I think is really cute to begin with because they're just like, hey, this show's pretty great. And at one point, uh, Rebecca Ranker was like... Saying something and Davis was like, "How do you know it's going to happen next?" And she was like, "I watched this the other day on the treadmill. Not, not I wrote this episode. Just, yeah, I watched this the other day, <laughs> like at the gym or something. I'm like, okay, great. Um, but it, they're very, very funny. They have a better rapport than any other team that's like done it together. Mm. They're just constantly making jokes and little things with each other. It was very cute. But one thing they said that I can't shoehorn in anywhere else. Let's see. Uh, or did I already do it? Let's see. it. Oh, Solomon. David Solomon says uh, the woman playing Xander's teenage daughter, which her name is Sarah, by the way, um, is gonna be a star. Any guesses as to if whether or not the girl who played Xander's teenage daughter became a star? Uh, I'm
1: she guessing is Jennifer no. Aniston.
3: Yes, she is none other than Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Her name is Ashley Ann Wood, and she has been in, well, at least on IMDb, is credited for 35 things for acting. Uh, and you know how it says, like, most known for in mm-hmm. the top of it? Uh, this appearance is in the most known for. Mm-hmm. So that'll tell you the quality and breadth of her career. Sorry, Solomon. It didn't turn out great for her. I guess sorry to her, too. Didn't really end up great. Although she is in something as recent as this year. It's like a weird indie project, but Ooh. she's still doing it. Give her. you know, She's acted in way more things than I have. Let's uh, see. Do say
0: you? I mean, not that Xander in Universe would know this, but. Uh, do you think he named his daughter Sarah after Buffy?
3: So that was all Rebecca mm. Rand Kirshner for sure. Every person's name in this that's like mentioned is like a little in joke for like her friends or even Stuart Burns with somebody she knew that they knew. Like David was oh like oh yeah, Later. Stuart Burns, yeah. Whatever.
0: Oh, I feel like that would be one of the best parts about being a writer in a show. Well, is it, like you oh, could yeah. have the moment to be like, you go Glenn Coco, but like you know Glenn Coco. <laughs> right,
3: right. <laughs> well, and then the whiteboard too, right? That's just people having said well, like on yeah. set just writing whatever yeah. garbage. Yeah, you gotta do that stuff. That'd be really neat. So uh, that. That. Anyway, Stasia, your turn. Aside
0: from a cryptic note, I don't remember the only other thing I wrote, and I thought this was hilarious. Uh, we can't forget to touch on Don trying to flirt with the demon boy. I thought that was great. It was really cute. Oh, that's excellent. Man. And then at the end, when she's like, "Well, no one knows this. It's a super secret." But like Xander left, and then uh, Anya's walking by, and she's like, "What?" And then he's like, oh, "I'll catch you later, Don."
3: <laughs> <laughs> smart so demon. Very smart demon. Walk away, sir. Uh, Yeah, I like that. I want to see if those two kids make it.
0: It would have been fun if the wedding had gone forward, you know, and you got to see a clip of them, like, later in a corner chatting about how, like, no, my family's more messed up. My sister died for, like, six months, (laughs) and now she doesn't talk to me. (laughs) And then he's got his own store, and they're, like, trying to one-up
3: each other. Yeah. (laughs) That would be pretty cute. (laughs) Too bad we don't get that. Uh,
1: uh, at the beginning there's a pretty solid snack spread going on. I uh, got some goldfish, got some Florida's natural O. J. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason we do the fake honey nut toasted oats. Uh oh. with the fake milk. I don't know why we couldn't put it oh. on some uh you know, just to get get some honey honey nut cheerios or something, but honey know. bunches of oats. Honey bunches of oats, sure, but honey nut toasted oats, I mean that's that is honey nut cheerios, right? So Yeah, yeah, for sure. For that's sure. what you want. That's are what you cheerios
3: want. Cheerios, oats? They're made of oat, are they not? think so i mean they
1: were the little circles were they were the little circle you know well they were like little fake off-brand cheerios but they got the honey whatever the honey toasted right honey nut toasted oats yeah toasted
0: odios
3: odios david solomon at one point during the commentary says they're well they were both very silent and like reverent during willow and tara dressing anya Mm. because they're just like they're so cute and then he just says look how cute they are that's America's favorite lesbian couple. <laughs> <And I was laughs> like, You're goddamn right, Dan Solomon. Uh, <laughs> that adorable. made me very happy. Oh, are you sir? So do you have anything else to oh,
1: do? No. no. Okay. Daniel? Uh, I like that we haven't talked about this in a long time, but it was nice that Xander got to acknowledge the widening trademark. Um, yeah, when the he was talking about putting his cummerbund <laughs> on. Mm. Yeah.
3: He's been eating too many chips, man. Oh man, there were housing <laughs> chips for the last couple episodes. It, maybe it fit I, I believe him that it fit when he rented yeah. it or whatever. because- It's
1: been rough. Um, He's stressed out.
3: So why is Xander's family staying with him and not his parents? His parents have a whole house. They have a whole house that they could be staying in. So why the fuck is Uncle Rory crashing at his place? And why is... I mean, I don't know that his parents are staying there. I think they just showed up that morning because it's the morning of the wedding. But Rory's clearly slept there. Put that fucker back at at their place. Why would you let that monster in your house? Come on. Oh,
0: dude. I don't know. Maybe other people are staying at their place.
3: No, I disagree. More than just those (laughs) three people at the wedding. No, not possible. (laughs)
1: Uh, the Sunnydale Bison Lounge, a new a new location yes! here. Um but usually I mean these are like uh the elk the, the moose lodge and the elk lodge and all of that. So I assume it's something like that, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like an old Probably like a founding of Sunnydale, or like you know, some civic organization made it back in like the nineteen tens or something. So I was like, you know, who should be on the wall here? Because we're seeing a lot of paintings of people. They the should have had the fucking mayor on there hey! because he's part of that. You know exactly. So that I mean, immediately I was like, keying in, but they didn't do it. Because come on, mm. you should have done it. Another reason losing some points here.
3: Yeah, for it's sure. Too bad. Um, yeah. I have a double no a double prestige question. TV. Who invited Spike? Exactly.
0: Uh, right. Anya did.
3: <laughs> you think so? Because later, hates Spike, so why would he? But like. He's part of the friend group. They You've did got spend to all summer him. fighting together and like. Come on. Yeah. okay, fair enough. Uh, question two Who was going to walk on you down the aisle? Because it looked like no one. Ooh. I would I think the Hoffman. No one. Okay, I think no one, yes, but sad. What the fuck? Why no. is that
0: sad? Because... She doesn't need to be given away. She's her own woman. Okay,
3: fair enough, but clearly... Also, her dad's like dead as fuck. Someone needed to rein in that string quartet because they were... Oh, my God. A woman oh. who is clearly not the bride oh is coming down the Where's aisle. Where's the wedding planner? Oh, my okay, God. no,
0: but you would because everything comes down the aisle before the bride.
3: But isn't it like a different song and then it's that when the bride actually appears? I don't know. It depends on what song they pick. And then... The woman, again, clearly not the bride. Clearly this is not the wedding ending. They start playing as Buffy walks away, too. Someone needs to deal with that. Possibly the person that gave away Anya, which is no one. And I vote to Hoffren. (laughs) Okay. They needed a wedding planner, obviously. (laughs) For more reasons than one. Yes. Uh, Daniel? True.
1: Um, I do want to just circle back to what we talked about, about um, Sewer Burns. He was He was murdered. He was straight up killed. Um, There was a race riot going on. So that's (laughs) fair. Like things got out of control. But like, okay. so my question really is like this man is a dick. Sure. But there are a lot of people engaging in ostensibly the same behavior at the in this fucking lounge right now everybody could have been fucking murdered and it would have all just been like laughed off. Right. Because like they all demon and cause this man was a demon being murdered by a human. Right. Yeah. And so that could have happened amongst everyone else. Are there no like checks in place to like arrest demons? Like, is it really that when you become a demon, like De Hoffren, he's a very civilized casual, like, Oh, he's what, does, if he like uh, gets a parking ticket? Does he just get killed? Like everything he does, <laughs> can he just be murdered? <laughs> no like, recourse at all. Man, yeah. This man, because like this man got Orbithesla or whatever we want to call it. This man has been sent here by someone. How did he break out of jail? Presumably, right? Mm-hmm. He's in solitary confinement from Anya. Yeah. Who? Where is the police? Where is Azkaban? Where are they? <laughs> Do you not have some way to arrest him? A citizen's arrest. Why <laughs> murder him? Like, I don't think he's done enough to warrant. He's just kind of fucked with a wedding. But you can argue that the dad's fucked with the wedding. And it's oh, like, yeah. well, I wish Squid Hands would fucking kill that guy. But I'm not advocating <laughs> that. All. So I'm like I totally know. blown away that they fucking killed him. And and Xander fucking just like dropped a fucking column on him. I am I just can't after all the stuff with Buffy, like, I can't kill anybody, Spike. What the fuck, man? Oh what that, the fuck? That fight
3: scene, I just like why would they this is so negligent. Every this is so over the top negligent. These demons, theoretically, some of them, especially Stuart Burns Philanderer, are probably much stronger than the humans. They could yeah. accidentally kill each other super yeah. easily, and it's just like, "Who? Okay, I get that you guys are bigots, but like, why would?" everyone start fighting everyone else. Take out Xander's dad and Uncle Rory too. They're very culpable. I get it. They deserve an ass whooping. But the fact that everyone would just Just like, yes, I've been waiting for this. It's just like, like throwing chairs and it's a straight up brawl. And then they resume it immediately too. It's just like, Fucking bonkers. I don't understand. For the
1: episode, that was fucking awful. Like when they were fighting and then it was like, everybody calm down. And then we start fighting again. I was like, we didn't need to start it again. We like, what? Who's making this TV show? That was a terrible decision. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <stupid stuff. laughs> but also like very tellingly too, when they're standing over that dead body, they don't say he or she. They say it, oh, yeah. which is very bigoted. Very like, and it's like Anya's right there. You Her can't whole family's say right and, there. Come on. They're all right there. And God. fucking, um, what's her name? Uh, fucking Willow says it too. Willow and fucking Xander are just the it, it, yeah. it. Come on, guys. So
3: insensitive. Oh, man. So unbelievably insensitive, these people. Uh, on the demon note, I should... why does the vengeance demon makeup stop at the clavicle? That bothers the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, when we see Halifraq the first time and when we see Anya, they have like higher up, you mm-hmm. know, like a normal even crew neck, so you don't notice, mm-hmm. but their her uh, outfit goes pretty low cut. And it just stops at the clavicle. Like, why? What? What? What biology is this? I mean, maybe, they're... but how weird is that? Right? Because that leads me to believe that just their hands, parts of their forearms, their faces down to their clavicles, and then it's just weird, smooth skin beneath that. It's so much more unsettling <laughs> than the idea so of it all being awful. like that. Do you think I their feet it.
0: are normal, or do you think they're demon feet? No, I
3: feel. Like, I feel like the demon. They're pro- It's all like their limbs, right? All the like. Extra stuff, and then it's just a weird smooth in- <laughs> body.
0: <laughs> oh. that, that sounds like something a demon would say. And be like,
2: oh,
3: gross, smooth body, <laughs> smooth. Smooth, <laughs> skins. smooth skins. That's what they smooth call them. They fall out, the, smooth skins. Yeah. The ghouls call people mm-hmm. that are not ghouls smooth skins. Uh, anyway, they were once
1: people, but sure, yeah, they're poor. bigots too. Uh, <laughs> Buffy at the end says, um, <laughs> amazingly, I love this line. They were supposed to be my light at the end of the tunnel. I guess they were just a train and then we just leave that. And I was like, <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> so
1: good. So that good. Was really, so good. For sure.
3: And then Sarah Michelle Gellar, hidden talent. She juggles. Did you know she juggles? I didn't know that she juggles. Apparently that scene where her like improv stuff to keep people busy went on really long. Like they kept doing random shit. And oh, I was like, God. I would, I watch the extended cut of Sarah Michelle Geller just oh, like playing sure Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Doing dumb mm-hmm. shit. Oh man, show. Okay, Daniel, do you have anything else?
1: I got one last one. Um, <laughs> And this just like the last uh, dig at Xander. Xander walked into the hotel room um, and the man there said, not much to explain. Um, is Xander like a fucking idiot? Has he never been in a hotel room before? Who gets escorted to a hotel room? Okay. Like, I had the same it's amazing thought. that like this happened. He's clearly like, this man is uh, a wreck. He has no <laughs> idea what, where he is or what's happening. So I'm going to show him what a hotel room is.
3: I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to ask Stacia, being the uh, motelier professional okay. amongst mm. us, have you motelier. ever done
1: that? Like walk yeah, a person to their to room. A room. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. Under what circumstance? That's not typical, though, right? You normally would just like hear no. Your I kids would over just there. give them the key and tell them how to find
0: it. Yeah. Uh, if they have a bunch of bags, I ask if they want me to help carry their bags. Oh, well, that's nice. And then uh or did not. No. Oftentimes, people will ask to see a room before they rent. So oh, really? I'd, like, show them the room. I would never think But that think would to do not, that. but then we'd have to go back to actually, like, get the key and check them in. Yeah, gotcha.
3: Okay. I thought it was atypical. Although. And then
0: maybe if they seemed really old and out of it. Sure, sure. Like Xander. Yeah, not <laughs> really Xander. really I would have been like, go sleep in the hallway. If you <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if someone seemed, I don't know.
3: I think in really, really fancy hotels where they automatically take your shit and yeah, they, and they, that is and, and there if there is complicated stuff like this is the thing for the blinds, this mm-hmm. is the thing for the whatever. But we're not at the motel nope. Sunnydale. No, we're not doing that. Not doing that, Jim. No, no. Uh, my my last thing to say is Anya sweetly sadly says, "I get to be with my best friend forever." And all I could think was, "I now pronounce you best friends forever." <laughs> <laughs> A little BFF
0: broken heart necklace. Oh, no! and she just flushes oh. the other half down the toilet. <laughs> oh god.
3: They were supposed to be my light at the end of the tunnel. I guess they were a train. Oh okay. Uh, that was lovely, Daniel. Uh, please update us on the watches. I hope you caught one in specific. We'll see. This is a test.
1: Probably. I don't not. think it's a uh, hard s-
0: test. <laughs> yeah, I'm Xander just construction outfit
1: watch. No, he. Even in his dreams, he wore his tux. Yep. So, uh So, didn't have a job, so it doesn't matter. Uh, maroon jacket, watch Anya belt alert. I said no. Yeah. I didn't see it.
2: No.
1: Um Dawn's piercing screams. No, but way to screw the pooch. Really fucking ruined the wedding. I think that we can blame <laughs> yeah. this on Dawn more than <laughs> anything else. Uh, maybe we just needed a couple. Because Andrew probably just needed a couple more minutes, right? To come oh, back. Yeah. And,
3: maybe he would have just so, collected. Or maybe just in needed bed. to
1: murder. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh chips ahoy no for the first time in quite a while i don't think that there's any like anything about spike except for he's walking around in the daytime but we're mm-hmm. just going to ignore that um yeah no chips at all uh willow's too powerful eh? also first in a long time where we don't talk about her at all so nope she's almost not there uh buffy has a personality yeah she can juggle Well, yeah. kevin helps her a little bit uh and she's also the charade queen so yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, also, she kills people. Did you know that? She also just kills in cold blood. I want that to be very clear.
0: Mm-hmm. She likes Greek mythology. She,
1: well, oh, because
3: Minotaur. She knows what a Minotaur she is.
0: Knows
1: what yeah. a Minotaur is. Ooh, oh, see, this is what I mean. I miss things. Minotaur, of course. <laughs> yeah. She, and she describes it so well. Um, De Hoffern, watch. Fuck oh, yeah. You're goddamn yes. right. In the oh, fucking yes. flesh. Amazing ending to the episode. How many more times do we see D'Hoffron? Does this watch continue? <laughs> I, think probably... I
3: think this is the last time. Uh, we it? see him one more time. We see him during Selfless, Tara. I believe.
1: Oh, um, Selfless. Wow. Because,
3: okay. yeah, uh, because Anya kills all those guys and then Buffy has to mm-hmm. kill her. And at the end, he comes down and is like, uh, you don't want to be a demon anymore. Or you fuck this up or whatever. Well, I'm going to take my vengeance on you. And she thinks she- she's going to kill He's gonna kill her, but instead he summons Hallie and kills Hallie, which is pretty fucking brutal. Mm. But I think that's the last time we see oh him. God, spoiler! I know. So excited. Why would you tell us? Uh, because like you'll her... both forget this by then. Don't worry. I won't forget her with the sword. <laughs> in the her is awesome. Oh god, that episode! I cannot wait. That's like the highlight for season seven for sure. That's
1: that's a, that's awful.
3: like a... why the episode's so good.
1: So good. So, so good. good. Selfless. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Tara and Willow are on the pot again. Hell yeah, Tara's back. She <laughs> is high. Um... I, I think that Tara had a role to play in the dresses that are going on here. She seems to be very uh, into the putting this wedding together, at least on the clothing way. Uh, marijuana is her favorite color. I'm so of now saying that that is a green. color. Yep. And uh, I think it's also a ploy to see Willow in marijuana green. So I think she just did that <laughs> to see Willow in green.
3: A quick question. Do you think those dresses, do either of you think those dresses are really that bad? Are they fine? I don't, I don't think know. they're that bad. They're definitely not cute. Yeah, I mean, they're they're weird. No. It's weird that they have ruffles they at the bottom. They look good in it, though, and, and so. the, Yeah, and I think they all look great. I don't, I don't mind the color, I think. But they, they are a little funky, but I don't know. The way that they're like, oh, my God, these are terrible. I think they mostly just did that because that's kind of a joke, right? Like a, a thing bridesmaid no, dresses I are I mean, early. those
0: dresses are were meant to be terrible bridesmaids dresses. Yeah? No one would pick those to wear oh. without being forced to wear them. Except
1: for Anya, even though she has, like, a traditional beautiful gown. Oh, yeah. But, of course, yeah. she's like, I don't understand bridesmaids, so I'm going to yeah, pick... I have terrible taste, right? And then it's like, oh, I have beautiful taste. What? What are yeah. you on,
0: you? That's the way. That's supposed to be the whole joke. You don't want your bridesmaids to out outshine you.
3: Oh yes, yes. yes. Tr-
1: fair enough. And she did you. talk about yeah. the larva, right? So that, yeah. yeah, it was either the larva or this. So. Burlap and blood larva. But uh-huh. yeah,
3: I think if they
0: went any further with the dresses, it would be like an obvious nobody would do parody. This, yeah. yeah, no one would do this. So I think they they did a really good job with towing the line of like. Oh, God, that is not a dress I'd ever <laughs> select yeah. for myself. Um, but also being like something you could almost see Anya being like into and picking.
3: Tara was so high, she was was near people fighting and couldn't walk the f- a foot away. Oh had God. to be rescued by, by oh. Willow. That was so stupid.
1: <laughs> that's, that. that's true. Uh, she was also taken aback. Tara was also taken aback by the sex poodle line, Um, and she she was was so high that she wasn't sure that it's traditional to put sex poodle in the vows, but she didn't know for certain. (laughs) So that is definitely hard on her. And then the probably the dumbest thing that Tara is going to do before she dies is that she ran. Is that she ran into a race riot? Um, (laughs) Just ran into it
3: because she wasn't there. It wasn't like she was in the middle and the fight broke out. She was outside of it. She ran on it. She just ran
1: in. (laughs) So confused. She's like this. This seems like the way out right through the middle of the race riot. Um, What did she think was going to happen? Obviously, she just again wanted to be rescued by Willow. Mm -hmm. We love it. We're here for it. But you don't have to go through all of this, Tara. You can just be like, save me, Willow from the race riot. (laughs) (laughs) That's enough. (laughs)
3: love the idea of her being like six feet away from the nearest person and be like, Willow, save me from the race riot. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: I wish that was
3: in the episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I
1: wish they just called it what it is. It's a race riot. Yeah, I mean, what's it is. Here, right?
3: Absolutely what
1: it is. Uh, Michael Wicka, Amy Gothwatch. Is Michael there? Because no. there is a man there who's got black lipstick on, short hair. I took a photo. We are. I'm in the desert right now, and I can't show you any photos. But I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I would say I'm seventy percent sure that it's like Michael, or like a doppelganger of Michael, or just like one of their friends who looks like Michael. And so it's like, what am I supposed to do here?
3: So I don't. Because think if it, Michael's it is there, him. we're good. Okay. No, no, we're still good because it's Michael Amy Wicca Goth watch, and there are no fewer than two Goths at this at this wedding, so it hundred percent counts, I don't think it's Michael, but there are Goths here, and I think they're part of Anya's uh mm-hmm. people because they are sitting on Anya's side, but interestingly, Clem sitting on Xander's side, mm. what does it mean? Mm. What does it mean? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I I also love that we're finally taking the goth portion of it. I just say those words and I never think about them. But you know what, man, we could have leaned into the goth a little bit more. Oh, if uh, it would have happened, I would have
3: called it out. I mean, the vampires are the ones that usually fit that mold. And I don't count that because they're not people. They're demons. But yeah, this I was like, yes,
1: finally, there are goth children on the show so
3: we can get a watch.
1: And even just thinking it was Michael is enough for me. So that's yes. good enough for me. Buffy charges $1 for everyone who asks if she's okay. Now, obviously, juggling up there is a cry for help, and that is something <laughs> we can address. But it is not her day, and she will not be getting a dollar.
3: <laughs> you will not steal my thunder
1: on this day. <laughs> you will not. She already kind of did with the juggling. Um, that's true. Books a million for the second week in a row, I think. No books. We are just a bookless world now. We don't care about fighting. We don't, no I don't even know what Lounge. we're doing with the show anymore. What's know, happening? Where are, where are the trio. Like, what's happening? <laughs> uh, streets ahead. Uh, we have a, a new angle on Maple Court from Xander's perspective with the rain, which was kind of fun. And then, of course, we have the Bison Lounge. Good stuff, you know. But Yeah, course, did you no, catch the name of that, that, that drugstore that he's kind
3: of walking away from during that scene? It says, like, short and drugs. I
1: know. I know. It's like it has drugs. the... It has the well, no, because it was cut off, so I don't really know what it was. But it, mm. it, it, had the makeup of the liquor store, and mm-hmm. it was definitely the same sort of spot. But like, it was different though. Yeah, so I've never I seen know. that sign for sure. Um, and then finally, Giles' biggest KO. I mean, he was not invited to the race, riot, I mean, the wedding, <laughs> um, which is, and how could you miss it? Like, it's ludicrous. It's just in universe. It's wild that you couldn't have filmed you. Kn- okay, you would have broke this in the writers' room before we started. Oh, probably. I know that, like, there are contracts and things like that, and and you would have to work out something with Tony or Anthony Stewart head, but you, I think you could do that. And I know the technology doesn't exist like today with FaceTime and stuff, but you could have found a way to, like, video conference him in or something, or have, like, a little video saying congrats from fucking London or something. I don't know. Just something to see him for such a momentous day, but, you know, whatever.
3: Yeah, it does seem strange that he... It's not there at all in any form. That's fine.
1: What are we going to do? Yeah.
3: Well, that's the and that is a big KO. It's a KO that he failed. He failed everyone that he knows because he didn't show up True. for Xander's wedding.
1: Bullshit. He he would have also brought some really great guests as well. I think that he could have brought that one shadow demon guy. Remember who like he went to like Mm -hmm. he saved Mm -hmm. his daughter or something or went to her. Oh yeah, Uh, oh introduced introduced him to his wife. Yeah yeah yeah. That's right. When he pretends to
3: take angel soul. That's right. Yeah baby. And or Olivia. Olivia. Never forget.
1: Oh my god, I would love to see Olivia. Honestly, I would love to see them get married and see all the cool (laughs) people that we could, and they would actually get married and then it would be great. We would actually have a good wedding. But no, no, another missed opportunity.
3: Mm -hmm. Damn Mm it. Well, thank you very much for the update. I'm glad that you clocked mm-hmm. the uh, the Goths amongst them because mm, we needed that. Yes. We needed that win. It's been a long time. That and De Hoffren, man what a what a week for the watchers. What a ride! Look
2: at you, you look great, Mister About to Get Married. You're glowing.
3: Oh my God, maybe you're pregnant.
1: Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just happy.
3: Okay, I think it is about time that we rank this sucker. So willowhack slash we talk about the net slash something wicked this way comes that's a big fat nothing nada no computers no magic no, nothing, unless you count that one guy's magic, but that's not Willow's magic, so I'm not counting it because I only do that when I need to. It gets a five. Dawn. Don needs an adult. Don was fine. She made friends with the demon guy with horns. It was great. Except for her, like, you know, potentially ruining the wedding and not being able to handle a box with holes in it. I know it had little tentacles, but like put it on the put it on the thing. Oh, it escaped. That was the whole thing. She was having a hard time. But go to Buffy with that. Stacia pointed that out. She's like, why would you go directly to Xander yeah. about the creature getting out? Go to fucking Buffy. That's her job. It's his day. What's wrong with you? So maybe she does need an adult to teach her a, teacher, a thing or two, but I gave her a five. My- Monster of the week. Uh, fake Xander would have been so much better as real Ugh. Xander, as we all talked about. So that is a huge uh, negative for me. Some of the makeup on the, as the Emmys even pointed out, or I guess you put your own stuff up, right? The the producers and everything put yourself up for awards, so maybe not. But some of the makeup was great. We had a, uh, a Vengeance Demon in the background with no lines that I think is the one that uh, Callie points out, or Hallie points out where she's like, Katrina, whatever your name is, uh, there's another Venge demon with a full Vengeance demon makeup that looks really good. It looks just as good as, as Rex does. That's just in the background. And I was like, that is some great Katrina, effort. what's her name? Yeah, Katrina, what's her name? There you go. Um, the, and that was excellent. But everyone else, other than Krelvin... Uh, who we we do see, in I you know classic Clem and the Squid Boy. Everyone else is terrible, but those ones are are really good. And I appreciate that they went through the effort, especially with Avenged team, because she got no lines, she got no close up time, and they still did it. So if only we had the time, energy, and money to do that quality with everyone. Rubber masks, R.I.P. Another five. Uh, life is the big bad. I gotta say, getting stood up, left at the altar, probably. One of the worst things that could happen to you, so that gets a ten. <laughs> uh, relationship goodness or badness, I think Xander and not, might be on the outs. Uh, <laughs> Buffy and Spike, though, I think we just got to the friend place. We quickly got to the friend place, yeah. and that that like that moment was so sweet and true. And it like uh, when Spike said, "It's so good to see you happy. You're glowing." I mean, aside from the fact that we already had a line earlier when Xander she said Xander was glowing, I was like, "We did two glowings. I don't need the glowings." But uh, I think. I, I felt that too. I was like, man, Buffy does look happy and like kind of carefree. And the first time in forever, maybe. I mean, she's been a little bit here and there, but it's so nice to see her like that. And it just made me really kind of appreciate their relationship and how it can be and is in this moment for sure, but lighter than Dan, like than uh, her and Angel. Like, it, I, yeah. he's a bad guy and he that's what makes it dramatic. But him as a person, if, you know, soulful Spike exists in a way that. And is not tormented in a way that Angel is that makes him so unbearable. And I think that Buffy could be happy with Spike, as we talked about before. She could actually let herself be happy and have moments of light and levity, whereas Angel would just never let that happen because that dude is miserable. Fucking sad bastard. Anyway, they're great. Uh, And Willow and Tara on the up and up. We, we, she saved her from a race riot. I think we're getting back together. That's what, that's the steps, right? You, you do something terrible, you split up, you save her from a race riot, and then Uh you get back to it. All right. So that's a six relationship goodness or badness. In an episode where someone gets left at the altar, relationship goodness or badness gets a six. I mean, we already dinged it for, you know, life is the big bad. So I'm not going to do it again. (laughs) Episode specific I used to stuff things, still do, but only for fun. (laughs) One out of 10.
1: (laughs) Oh, forgot about that.
3: Thanks, Uncle Rory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was real nasty. <laughs> Chilling.
3: Chilling. Oh, God. Okay, because it's like, okay, is this just like a straight-up sex joke? We're just saying, huh, like, sex? Or are we saying, like, sometimes taxidermy. I kill Tax. people and stuff don't their bodies? Don't. <laughs> okay, I no, did not think that. Yeah, I know, it's the taxidermy thing. Yes, I know, but, yeah. like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know, man. I think that was you want him thing to be a murder. I do! All right. Uh, 32 points total, 12 of 16 for the season. Right above, all the way, and right beneath, gone. Stacia. Oh, okay. Where did oh. you put this?
0: What's the demon's name?
3: Kelvin. No. Oh, uh, Stuart the Philanderer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stuart, Stuart Burns.
1: Burns. Philanderer.
3: Stuart
2: Burns, philanderer.
1: That's how you have to introduce yourself, too. Like, for eternity? Is that voice yes. that now? But, like, Stuart Burns, philanderer. Like, just say Stuart Burns. land, 1914. You know, I was uh, without Capone because I'm a fucking caricature. You remember me? I'm a caricature. Like, just talk like that. Don't be like philanderer. Come nah, on. See? We know you're a philanderer. That's why, you're, that's why you hate her. Like, we get it.
3: Oh, dear God.
0: Okay, so, Stacia. I'm struggling with what to summarize this as uh okay so i rank this as 91 out of 116 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it is below goodbye iowa
3: and teacher's pet teacher's pet oh that's season one where um uh she praying mantis yeah right yeah mm-hmm.
0: Praying mantis
3: uh and then it's
0: above never kill a boy on the first date and enemies mm-hmm. so it's it's in between two season one episodes uh, that have just kind of been hanging out there because I didn't write synopsises for them because that was the early days before I knew what I was doing. And so I don't really remember how much I liked them. And it felt like this was the right place to put it because I don't really know how much I like this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, That's all fair. Uh, oh, just Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. That's where our namesake comes yeah. from. Um uh, Owen. Owen, that's right. Good job. Because I was like, what is the guy's name who loves Emily yeah, Dickinson? Yeah, Buffy
0: likes Owen, and they go to like a morgue where vampires attack, I think. Yes, yes, yes.
3: So what's the synopsis?
0: Uh, I just wrote Xander and Anya's wedding, Stuart Burns philanderer. I mean,
3: that's all you need. That's perfect. Thank you. I didn't you. know what else to
0: put. I was just like, <laughs> "What else? what other details do I want to be able to conjure later? And, you know, thought about family shrub, but... Oh yeah, oh, yeah.
3: yeah yeah. The trap. That would be a good out of context <laughs> one that you would not remember what the fuck you're oh, talking I'd about. Oh, i remember. Oh, yeah? I remember all my little notes. I remember. Uh, and the Dark Age is still comfortably in the 50s somewhere, right? So this is pretty significantly below that.
0: Um, Dark Age is 53. Yeah. Yeah. Great.
3: Okay. Well, thank you for that. Who knew that one of your touchstone, well, the touchstone for your rankings would be an Uncle Rory episode? <laughs> not only an Uncle Rory episode, but the one where he says whores. Not, not Rory Xander. Anyway, Daniel, where wow. did you rank this?
1: Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, this had the bones of an episode that I think I could have liked, and I rewrote it in my head into a mm. better episode. Yes, you did, which I like to do. And it's like I, I'm just really uh, upset because, like the you know, breaking up Xander and Anya, I think is really important, and I'm glad that it happened. But as we talked about, it just falls short, Stuart... Fuck you. (laughs) Just enjoy death, my friend. I'm sure it's a release for you, just like you're finally (laughs) gone from this world. It's about time. That's probably all he wanted, and just nobody would have done it to him for no reason at all. Uh, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I mean, I really wanted those visions to be real. Different universe, self-fulfilling prophecy, a lot of great themes that Buffy the Vampire Slayer has toyed with. You had a chance to knock them all out of the park. Yeah. And have Xander go away because I still believe Xander should be too filled with doubt, too quick to his lame-ass excuses. I want him to be a loser. I think as a character, it makes him more interesting. Keep it that way. Have him fuck this up. That's fine. Uh, Unfortunately, because the bones are pretty strong and I don't have a whole lot of stuff down, uh, I'm actually going to do the opposite of you guys. I'm going to put it way higher than it probably deserves to be, mainly because of the bones. It's not going to be that high, but it's going to take a pretty coveted spot. And that's going to be number 50 out of 137. We're running out of things. And I have backed myself into that corner (laughs) that we've talked about for years. And I want to be like more charitable because regardless of what we say, we do talk about a lot giving episodes. You guys have a different ranking than me because I'm doing the whole thing at once. I do think about it in terms of like really big events. And this is a pretty big event in our friends' lives. We don't have another wedding like this. So that alone, mm. I think, kind of catapults it higher. It's a very memorable episode. And it's two of our main characters really, like, going through kind of the worst day of their lives. And that's mm. got to count for something. Um, and again, if if it didn't have any of the bones or any of the old Xander, I don't know if it would be that good. But I, I liked it until I hated it. And again, that's classic Buffy. So I, I guess it gets points for that now, too. So 50 well, also- out of 137.
3: You could count this as a Xander episode, which you want to rank high.
1: I do. And uh, yeah, I do. And I I love me some Seppo and I love me some where he's the twin and all of those ones. I don't know if I would say this this is a Xander one, but like it's heavy on Xander. But I I wish that they were heavier on Xander and really try to explain what we've been talking about for six fucking years. And I think in a way, I'm glad you brought up Restless. I think Restless... because it, it's number one of all time for me. And I think it does better for his internal psychology than this does. Oh, and I think it relies yeah. too much on restless from two years ago that we are supposed to what? Remember. I think the show does need to kind of hold her hand a bit because we are watching it quote unquote in real time. We're talking about it all the time, but a casual viewer just isn't going to remember all that stuff. You gotta help him a little bit. Just a bit. I,
3: I found myself being like, uh, yeah, Don wasn't really in this episode. Willow and Tara aren't really in this episode. Buffy's not really in this episode. I'm like, who the fuck is in this episode? Because it's not enough about Xander, weirdly enough, even though he's kind of like the main one. It's not enough about Anya, even though she should be the main thing. It's just like, who the... This episode is... Insane. There's just 400 people here starting a race, right? And that's it. (laughs) So It's
1: literally it. It's one of the weirdest episodes of Buffy. And I guess, again, that's why you put it up a little higher for me. So yeah, 50 out of 137. I don't know what's between it, but um, I've been saving 50 and I'm sad that it's gone, but I'm happy that this is the one that took it.
3: Yeah, I also had a moment earlier today where I was like, remember how we were like, oh, shit, what if season six is good? And then I was like, oh, yeah, we've like pff, pff, farted our way through the last couple episodes for sure. <laughs> They've been low.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, on. This one for you guys is very low. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. I think we'll pick it back up hopefully next week. But before we get there, Stasia, do you have anything else to say about this episode? No. Daniel, do you have anything else to say about this episode?
1: No more. No more.
3: Oh, I have one more thing about Stuart Burns Philanderer. Wow. You have been tormented in a hell dimension for how long? At least almost 100 years you've been a demon and pissed off at Anya. Almost 100 years. And the worst thing you can come up with is upsetting her boyfriend enough to not marry her. You didn't want to, like, kill her, destroy her babies, like, you know, like, fucking rip her rim from limb in front of her. You didn't want to do any of that stuff. You weren't even the reason the race riot happened. You didn't want to do anything. You just wanted to upset. I mean, it worked. And it hurt her. It did. Emotionally hurt her. But, like, come on. Dream big, man. You've had a hundred years to figure this shit out. And you made
1: her you made her stronger. Like you fucked up. Yeah. You fucked up. <laughs> yeah, man.
3: And you got yourself killed. You dumb God damn it, Stuart Burns. Anyway. Uh please join us next time for normal again. And I am hoping it's a good one. I remember it being really good. <laughs> I'm worried. I remember it I, being
1: really bad. So Really?
3: Yeah, interesting. Uh-huh. I just I mean the concept is so fun. I just really like the like Buffy thing. She's insane. Like her whole life is not real. I think that's really fun but it's it the kind second of to last episode. episode
1: last year what's the la- second to last episode right before we um way to the world f- yes yeah, see- way to the world yeah, yeah. that's the vibe mm-hmm. i'm getting where buffy just stares off into a like you know she's catatonic, <laughs> catatonic, or whatever. catatonic. that's what i fear <laughs> catatonic buffy imagining herself in a psychiatric ward and we have to see hank i mean it sounds horrible
3: <laughs> we do have to see hank and joyce joyce yeah. i mean <laughs> yes. i'm excited for that i'm excited uh. for that. I think it'll be good. I think that it'll, even if it's not as good as I remember, I think we'll have a lot to talk about. I hope at least. Anyway, yeah. until then, Stacia, say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye.
1: Beat me. It's not just some podcast-speaky bow to the slayery kind of cult. Oh,
3: that's what a bigot would say. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.
1: I the invitation that you sent
0: nice chassis what's under the hood you wanted me to see you change well for starters i probably wouldn't need to drink so much
1: bro. i couldn't stand to see you wet another story birds philanderer but dear i hope you're happy just the same you can't
2: get married today it's a huge mistake
1: wedding bells are ringing it's a good thing I realized
2: I was gay. Otherwise. That should be ringing now for you and me. What it did was ruin our
1: lives. And down the aisle with someone else, if you're This is walking. a mistake. It's friend.
2: I don't want to hurt you. Those
1: wedding
2: bells will never ring for me.
1: I used to stuff things. <laughs> I still do,
2: but only for fun.